another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Well, Nick, last year it was 16 to nothing, right? The lead for the Bills in that playoff game. This year is 24 to 10. Both times the Bills had their fans squirming at the end, didn't they? But I guess they absolutely showed marked improvement by uh, actually finishing the job, getting the playoff win. I loved it. How are you feeling about it? Win's a win. They all count the same, right? 100%. Uh, yes. It's certainly, uh, I always fall back on my uh, you know, hockey playing path a little bit more here sometimes and they always used to say uh you know they all in terms of trying to get like a gritty goal you know you may convince one of your players to get his teeth knocked out in front of the net you tell them every goal looks the same on the stack sheet right you know it doesn't matter if you if it's a pretty uh, 100 yard bomb pass you know or or however the heck they got it done 20 27 of 24 looks the same as 27 to 24 does any other win look like and that's kind of how it went for the bills right i mean it wasn't pretty at times but wins a win they're still playing football. That's the best part. And then we get to what a matchup. Bills, Ravens. I think they're they're probably the hottest two teams in football, Nick, really. I mean, the Bills have won seven in a row. The Ravens with that win over the Titans, they've won six in a row now. We talked last week. I thought the Ravens were kind of the scariest lower-seeded team. That was a team that I was hoping the Bills would kind of avoid. I was hoping the Chiefs would have to deal with that team. But it didn't work out that way. So, But that's okay. Thanks, Steelers. Yeah, yeah. The Browns. The Brownies <laughs> blowing up the bracket, my man. So, uh, yeah. So so the Bills have to deal with the Ravens. And I just – what a matchup that's going to be. It's going to be so freaking fun. We'll get to that. But first, let's talk about this game against the Colts. I'm not so surprised that it was hard. And I was actually a little more surprised. I was like, 24 to 10, the Bills are going to really blow this team out? Really? Like, wow. And, and I was actually happy about that, Nick, because I had bet the Bills at minus 6.5. So I was very – I was thrilled when it was 24 to 10. Got to be honest. You and me both. <laughs> I think there's some more on that bandwagon as well. Uh, but really what happened was the defense decided to give up some lightning quick scoring drives to Phillip Rivers and those Colts, right? And that is a little alarming. I mean, the Colts – kind of nonchalantly piled up 472 yards on the day. They racked up 27 first downs. And the Bills' D was just not good in that fourth quarter, and they almost blew that lead. And uh, that's a little disturbing because the defense had been playing so well. So is that a cause for concern? Because, like we said, they're going to have to deal with Lamar Jackson in that thing this week. So are you concerned at all about the defense? Like what the hell happened there with those fast scoring drives in the fourth quarter, in your opinion? Yeah, I think it was kind of a bit of a surprise because, um, you know, the bills and my studs and duds this week, you know, my classic little, you know, who played good, who played Tell bad. Tell me about nice him. Yes. I want to, I love studs and duds. Let's do it. Spin on that great spin studs, duds can't go wrong with such a description, right? <laughs> well, one of my duds was, uh, certainly Matt Milano in that one. He had some good plays against running back specifically. There's a, Screen pass. I remember early in the game, he snuffed that one out. And him and Tremaine Edmonds came through the hole a couple times. But uh, I guess overall, it's the defense. They did not defend. You know, they, they got too many big plays on the ground against the Bills. The Bills, overall, Jonathan Taylor, he only had, I think, 3.2, 3.6, just over three yards per carry, which isn't, you know, uh, the most amazing stat line. But, you know, they got gashed in the ground. Uh, Hines, he had 
key average, I think 12 and a half yards per carry Yeah, 12 and a half yards. And uh, Taylor was at three and 3.7, which is okay. But uh, he really gashed him. He had to rush him at least 20 yards. Hine had a 33 yard rush, but going to Milano, he was my dud because I mean, the, his, his bread and butter, I think I've said it to you, uh, Ryan, that uh, he can cover tight ends with the best of them. He's a former safety and, uh, yeah, they got a lot of yards from their tight ends. <laughs> oh, the tight ends all day, uh, man. It was yeah, it wasn't all on guys. Matt. It, it, yeah, it certainly wasn't all on Matt. I, I know, you know, I, I I don't claim to be, you know, Mr. Perfect uh, Film Breaker, what downer or whatever, you know. I, I, I don't want even for the All-22 to come out where they show, like, all the coaching angles and stuff. I just rewatch the broadcast again, and I slow it down, and I watch. And I know I caught Tremaine Edmonds covering uh, tight ends here and there. Um, but when um, – Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton, and Jack Doyle combined for 14 catchers, 136 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion catch. That is not a great day. And, of course, sometimes you bring safeties down to help. But, yeah, just over the middle of the field, it looked like early season bills there. Um, and that's that's what that – was, that was concerning, but it's not – I don't think I think the the Bills, of course, uh, now that they survived in advance, they have bigger fish to fry. But um, you know, I, I Mark Andrews is a good tight end too. So <laughs> he is, yeah. The no, the the Ravens use their tight ends maybe even in more exotic ways than the Colts do. The the tight ends are a big part of the Ravens game too. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing. We're gonna have to pay attention to that. I mean, hopefully the Bills can step up against the run because that's really the only thing the Ravens and Lamar Jackson can do. They like to run the ball. In case you didn't know, so we'll get more into yeah. that game. But you know, another key topic the the topic everyone wants to talk about is Josh Allen and whether he's a good quarterback or not, right, Nick? That's always a, that's for the talking heads in the national media. That's what they always want to talk about. And Josh Allen, once again, proves that he is a superstar quarterback, which we've been talking about all season long. Since week three, really, when we said, is he the MVP? And then we kind of came off of that and said, all right, Aaron Rodgers might be the MVP. But Josh Allen's still pretty darn good. He's definitely a top five, maybe even better quarterback in the league. And he just balled out in this game, man. He just... He did everything he had to do, 26 of 35, 324 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I saw this stat. The first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 300 yards, complete 70% of his passes, and rush for 50 yards in the same playoff game. So that's Josh Allen. However, that one play where he ran backwards, Nick, fumbled the ball, and was bailed out by Daryl Williams pouncing on it. He like That was like 2019, 2018 Josh Allen. like He morphed into that guy for one play. And I'm just, I was literally yelling at my TV like, Josh, we've been fending off the haters, and you win your playoff game, you dominate, and they have nothing. They have literally nothing left, and you do that. You revert to old Josh Allen for one play and almost screw it up. Like, thank God Williams dove on that football because – that was one of those moments where you just like your heart drops right into your stomach. And it's like, oh, boy, Josh, like, what are you doing? So besides that one terrible play, I thought he was nails. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, you know, 300 yard, I, I, the stat that you said, he's the only guy to ever do that. You know, you can't argue that he did a good game. But there was a couple. I think, you know, there's this big narrative, um, you know, I just don't understand. I mean, the guy's. I'm I'm 30 years old and I, I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning and you know Same. Lamar Jackson's like you know he's like six or seven years younger than me and the guy all of a sudden he can't win in the postseason like folks he's not 35 years old and never he had three chances like very barely is played in the postseason but he can't win the game the postseason you know uh, these narratives that you know the the monkey's coming off of his back um, and whatnot I think were unfound um, but he did it good for him and I think I think Josh Allen the way he played a little bit 
was certainly like you could tell a couple times he ran the ball out of bounds, lost a couple yards when he could have just threw it away. You know, there were a couple times he, he tossed the pass through up there where I was like, all right, Josh, come on, don't try to do too much. But other than that, yeah, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, great game by him, great game by him all around. And um, really impressed with Cole Beasley as well uh, to come out there and play dinged up a little bit. Uh, John Brown left a little bit to be, be desired, four he targets, did. no catches. He and he played in, played, in, played in more snaps than Stephon Diggs. But uh, aside from that, it, what do you what do you complain about here? You know, you're looking at the quarterback and he he had a hell of a game, we have to say it. Nah, he's awesome. And yes, Beasley coming back. I thought they needed him to be back. They needed him in the lineup. He showed up. I wasn't surprised at all that Cole Beasley played that game, even if he was less than 100%. And uh, I thought he made some big plays, big catches, even though the stat line isn't, like, super impressive. The Bills do lose some depth at running back with Zach Moss going down. Lost for the playoffs, Nick. Wanted to get your take on that. I mean, that means we're going to see more Devin Singletary, obviously. We might see more Josh Allen designed runs. I thought that was an interesting part of the game plan in this one. And it makes you wonder, like, are we going to see more of like TJ Yeldon, who's a little veteran back, who's been productive wherever he's been and when, when he's gotten opportunities and or maybe a guy like Antonio Williams? Like, who, what do you think? Like, what's the running? How's the running back depth chart going to shake out now without Zach Moss? It's a good question here because, you know, uh, we're uh... – we're on to Sean McDermott, right? We know he doesn't want to give anything away. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's an impossible thought. question to answer right now is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't like to give a thing away. And I thought it was kind of funny. I found myself writing the story uh, story this week, uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, pardon. Uh, this would be on a Monday and Tuesday by the time we release this. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, – Sean McDermott did say, he's like, hey, you know, Devin Singletary is capable of handling the load. And, you know, he kind of was definitely backing him. Like, he's backing his guy. Like, I'm like, wow, okay, he, he usually doesn't do that. But then, of course, like, you know, as I'm, like, literally writing the story, I'm, like, talking to myself through it. I'm like, well, of course, he's not giving anything away. Like, of course, of course he's going he's gonna to play Devin Singletary. Everyone knows it. And then they ask, like, are you going to bring someone else up? And he goes as far to say the international rugby star Christian Wade, who – was awesome in the preseason, like uh, 2019 when they had a preseason last. Uh, he was, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Ryan Bills fans will know who he is. Um, the AFC East, they actually, I think every team that offseason got an international guy, and they're allocated to the team, basically. They don't take up a roster spot in the practice spot or anything. The Bills have this, like, have this, like, guy who was like the like this hugely like praised rugby player from England and he's a running back now for the Bills and he scored a touchdown and his first touch he had like a 50 yard carry against the Panthers and like their third stringers but it was like what this guy is like he's never played he barely can hold up hold the football in his hand he's used to playing rugby and throwing the ball around other people and he was an awesome story everyone loved it but the reason why I'm bringing up Christian Wade is not to you know poke fun at him I mean that, that'd be an awesome story if somehow he gets in a game one day and uh, you know can make an impact but Sean McDermott, ahead of the division around against the Ravens, uh, asked, you know, well, what are you going to do at the second spot? He brings up TJ Yeldon. He brings up Antonio Williams, the guy who in week 17 against the Dolphins had a big game, undrafted rookie. And, of course, he brings up Christian Wade, who no <laughs> way in hell Christian Wade is going to play in this game. And he brought him up. And I was just like, oh, my God, I almost fooled myself. I'm so glad I caught this before I published it. But so to, answer your, to answer your question, I was just, uh, yeah. So what are they going to do? They're going to roll with Devin Singletary, I think. And now they do, of course. That's He didn't mention Devonta Freeman. But now they have Devonta Freeman, which, interestingly, he can play. He's eligible to play with the new COVID rules or whatever that they change up. Oh, so he can play um, right away for the Ravens game? He, he can play right, right away, but I would be shocked if he, if he did right I away. He, I, I think mean, he's cash. Uh, 
He's, yeah, insur- he's insurance. He's deep running back depth chart insurance. I, think. I, I yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That's what I think he is. Um, you know, not not to say that he he may, maybe he can play this level. Uh, you know, he didn't fare too well. He was dang dinged up a lot with the Giants uh, last year or during the 2020 regular season. Pardon. Right. Um, but it, the thing that I point to with him is, you know, they like to have this one-two punch with, you know, they got Zach Moss, who's, you know, the the, the one-cut, uh, big-bodied back they have. And Devin Singletary is kind of the guy who's like more LaShawn McCoy style of, you know, cut on a dime. He can bop in and out and, you know, cut a million times. That's what Devon and, – and he's a pass catcher too, and that's what Devonta Freeman is. He's more, he's more Devin Singletary. So why are you going to have two Devin Singletaries? I think that they're going to just roll with TJ Yeldon. He's the most experienced as as compared to Antonio Williams, who's undrafted rookie out of North Carolina. Um, everyone in Buffalo, the one thing about Buffalo, um, Ryan, is if there's an underdog to be found in like training camp, my God, these people will love him. Antonio Williams' um, it, jerseys are out. And so, oh, my God. You have, no, you have no idea. And, it, and it, it's just, I don't know, it's just like the bump Buffalo against the world mentality, the little guy, you know, so they want their own they want their own little guy in the team that can do it. Um you know what's the Eagles movie Invincible or whatever? Or the, the, like yeah, they want that guy right. to, they want that guy to play on the team every year. And um, Duke Williams is the wide receiver right now. It's usually been a wide receiver because the Bills have just been trash wide receivers for like two decades, and then now all of a sudden they have like the best wide receiver room in the NFL. <laughs> but uh, it's usually a wide receiver, and you know now it's Antonio Williams, the running back. But they want him to be in there. But I think it's going to be T.J. Yeldon. And, and the beginning of the, the beginning of the year. I think Zach Moss had a hamstring issue, missed three games. It was Singletary and Yeldon that went out there. It was mostly Singletary. I think uh, Yeldon had 10 carries for 70 yards, which, I mean, 10 yards per carry ain't bad, but he only had 10 carries in three games, which is not bad. Not good. No, so, yeah. He's, he's know, productive so. when he gets an opportunity, though. Yeldon, he can catch the ball, too. He's he's not a bad little player. So, yeah, I would, I would I'd be stunned if it's anyone other than Yeldon that goes in there yeah. behind uh, Singletary. I agree with you 100%. I don't think we'll see a lot of Devontae Freeman in this one. And, and Antonio Williams is uh, depth. And even look to last week too i mean they signed kenny stills and everyone's thinking you know oh beasley's hurt you know they're gonna play kenny stills and it's like no he didn't have enough time they he wasn't even active on game they didn't even call him up in the practice squad they could they could have called they called two guys up from the practice squad last week Ryan, and they made him inactive for the game they yeah. couldn't even do that for kenny still they weren't yeah. even playing at all with kenny still so i I, I wouldn't be surprising yeah Just i'd be insurance. surprised bolstering for a deep playoff run and well, Nick, if the Bills are going to keep going, they got to get through a very scary opponent in the Ravens. How are they ready for this? Fan, Bills fans, are you nervous about this game? Are you scared of the Ravens? I'm a little scared. I still like the Bills, but Nick and I will get into that matchup. It's going to be freaking awesome. We'll do that coming up next, but first, sports betting advice. We'll be right back. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by Jeff Clark to break down the NFC Divisional Round game this weekend between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. The Saints, three-and-a-half-point home favorites, Minus 105 odds to win by at least four points. The Bucks getting three and a half points on the road. Minus 115 odds for them to cover. 
Jeff, who are you taking in the battle of Tom Brady and Drew Brees? Give me Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I'll lay the three and a half. Uh, this is shaping up to be a pros versus Joes game with more of the money coming in on the Saints, but more of the tickets or bets being placed on the Buccaneers. The money column is generally the sharp side. Also, I think the Saints are a more well-rounded team. They uh, Michael Thomas is the reigning offensive player of the year. Alvin Kamara is in the conversation for 2020 offensive player of the year. And their defense, I believe, is more stout than Tampa Bay's. I'm on the other side of that. Give me the bucks with the I think they even they may even win outright plus 140 money line bet. Brady looked great last week against a very good Washington pass rush. He'll have a little bit easier time against the Saints this week. Give me the Bucks. Indianapolis didn't pressure a whole bunch and played some zone behind it. This is a team that typically wants to bring some pressure. They're one of the heaviest pressure teams in the NFL. Um, so again, our protection plan's got to be spot on. I got to be smart with the football and, and putting it in the right position um, for our guys to to make the most out of their opportunities. Uh, it's a team that you got Peters outside at Humphreys that are extremely, extremely good at punching the ball out. Um, so that's a, that's a point of emphasis this week. And um, again, their front, you know, four or five guys, they, they rotate quite a few guys that are really good football players. So uh, we got to be ready for everything they can throw at us and stick to our rules and, and try to execute game plan. So there it is. Bills, Ravens, Nick. Bills are uh, two and a half point favorites at home. And as I said, this is probably the scariest team you could draw. Uh, I thought on both sides, the NFC and AFC, I thought the Ravens were the team you just, I don't know, there's something about them. There's just something about that team where, you know, they they definitely have their limitations. I think if you can force the Ravens to throw the football, as we saw with Lamar Jackson, he threw a freaking horrendous, terrible interception against the Titans. Terrible. That was horrible. But then again, he could still rush for 130 yards and, score a ridiculous rushing touchdown and change a game, right? So it's hard to prepare and kind of predict what's going to happen when you face a team like the Ravens. They're hot. They've won six in a row. This is going to be fun and tough and all that. But what's your leadoff take on this matchup? Like, what are you preparing for most as you're uh, writing for the Bills Wire? I mean, Bills, two and a half point favorites over under at 50. What do you think about it? My start is, well, uh, good luck picking that one because uh, as your point, Ryan, spot on. I mean, this game is going to be so hard to pick because it's just so hard to just predict what a guy like, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to do. Again, I thought the whole storyline about him that he couldn't win win the big game or whatever. I don't know what that was about. I mean, I know he I know he had <laughs> he's 24 years old. I mean, he is this year. They're same all young. Quarter, yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. The quarterbacks in the AFC are so young this year. The oldest one still playing is Baker Mayfield. It's compliments of Brownsville. Somehow Baker Mayfield is, is <laughs> the youngest awesome. or oldest quarterback playing right now. And he's, he's 25. Like, it's from the like, same draft class. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even it's, yeah somehow he's, uh, you know, how college football and transferring works and stuff. But Mahomes is the, the, the longest tenured one from 27. He's an old fart. Uh, and that old fart, you know. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's so tough to pick. I mean, the Bills did a pretty good job. You know, I've been writing it all week on Bills Wire here that the Bills did a, you know, Lamar is still the MVP. You know, they haven't named this year's MVP. He's still the reigning MVP. And in his all-star amazing season, nobody did better than him against the Bills. Even the games that they lost, if you look at the yardages, I think the Bills held their offense to be 257 yards. It's somewhere around there. Uh, that was the lowest total uh, that they put up on any team throughout the year. Lamar Jackson, he did it three touchdown passes. He only had 40 yards rushing, which is pretty incredible. I'm good with that. Um, I'm good with that. Make him throw, right? That's got to be yeah, a good play. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be it. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it, it's can they do it again? Can, the Bills had a couple good players in that game that, that aren't 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 with the team any, anymore right now, especially as Starlet Tulier played a played a good job in the middle of the defensive line there. He's he's still with the Bills, but he, he's the only player that opted out because of COVID-19 now, which seems like, you know, 10 years ago uh, he opted out um, playing this year. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's, – it's such a – I'm – you know, you know me and my my gambling problem, Ryan. I'm gonna <laughs> probably put something on the Bills just because you know if my if my team I'm covering is winning, I'm damn it, I'm winning too. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's tough to pick. I mean, Lamar, you just don't know. And, and on top of that, what a lot of people, especially, we're keeping this a Bills centric podcast here. Um, if you look at the Ravens on defense too, they in this six game winning streak that they're on. Uh, the Bills with their seven game winning streak that we mentioned. You know, it, it's the the Ravens they in that six game streak it, it's such an interesting thing because I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago again about gambling uh, when they played the Browns and that was an insane game that was just back and forth back and forth I remember I had a prop battle like five things that had to happen and they all happened except the Browns money line when the Ravens <laughs> came and won but like a second left it was, it was so crazy going back and forth but that game the Ravens they gave up 493 yards of offense I think I wrote and and that's a whop that's a crap ton of yards. Since then, I think they're averaging like giving up 235 yards a game or something. Yeah, they've, they've been real good during they, the streak here. They have. They've all of a sudden just locked it down defensively. And I know the Bills are going to worry about Lamar Jackson. I mean, this, their defense is playing good right now, and the Bills they they the Colts defense is pretty good too. So what are we what are we going to see here? And and this Ravens defense is another another curious subject for us to ponder. No doubt. And the, and the Ravens shut down Derrick Henry, too, which was really impressive, right? I mean, even Vrabel was yelling at Derrick Henry on the sideline, like, will you get going, please? Because we suck if you can't run the ball. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, the Ravens just, they weren't afraid of Derrick Henry at all. Uh, but for some reason, I just, the offense for the Bills, I'm just not worried about it. I actually, I, I have a blind faith at this point in Josh Allen. I just I believe in him at this point. I'm not worried about the offense. I think the offense is going to be there. I'm a little concerned about the defense after lo- watching that game last week, Nick, because I just the, we know the Ravens are going to run the football, and the Bills have to stand up to that challenge, and they have to stop it, and they have to stop Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson and the run pass thing, the option runs on the outside and those quick QB draws and all this different crap the Ravens do, they do it over and over and over again. And even if you stop them early, they'll keep doing it. And eventually they find a way and they break through. And, I, you know, in a close game, if Lamar Jackson's running around in the open field, like, hold your breath, right? I mean, it's just, that's just not an image anybody wants, especially a Bills fan. So it's stupid. Like, we've learned our lesson, especially with sports betting, right? You learn your lesson. You can't overreact from one week of football. So just because the Bills didn't play very well defensively against the Colts does not mean they're going to play poorly against the Ravens. They could play, you know, lockdown defense in this game. I would not be surprised, but they have to do that. That's the side of the football I'm watching the most. Can they stop Lamar? Can they keep him to a respectable number around like 60, 70 yards rushing maybe? Control that run game and force Lamar to throw it. If we can have a Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen throwing competition, I think the Bills win. And right now, I think I'm leaning Bills, right? If it's the line's under three points, it's two and a half, which means Bills cover if they win by a field goal. I kind of like it. The Bills are the better team. They're home. They're just – they should win the game, and I'm, that's where I'm leaning. That's what I would pick. But I'm still scared, Nick. I'm still scared of the free <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't help it. I'm scared. 
I think the one under the surface thing too here, because you know me trying to be creative and find something here to dig up for us. Um, <laughs> the one, the one thing I, uh, a point that I made about uh, the Ravens earlier this week, and and our, you know, my hundredth shameless plug of the of the evening here. Uh, everything to know about the Ravens. Just looking at their play in the trenches compared to the play of the lines, offensive both both lines of of the uh, Colts. I think the Colts having that advantage over the Bills definitely played into the game last week. And I think that the Ravens aren't as good in the trenches as the Colts are. So I think the Bills will have the quote-unquote advantage as opposed to last week and they were stuck in the mud at times and whatnot. I don't think either way on the defensive or offensive line that the, the Bills have a tougher task. I think they have an easier task. Of course, they're a playoff team still. They're so good. PFF ranked, uh, I think, the Ravens offensive line. Pardon me. It was 14th or 16th, but regardless, who's in the middle of the pack. I know they had the Colts at number seven, and the Colts were, you know, without Costanzo and, and other injuries. Uh, the, the, the Ravens have had injuries, too, and retirements, but they, they were – you know, uh, doubly ranked higher than pro football focus. And I get it, their objective taken with a grain of salt. But for what it's worth, pro football focus, who knows more about football than me, says that the Ravens are going to be half as easy for the Bills in terms of their offensive line. On the defensive line, the Bills are going to drop back 400 times and pass the ball. We know that. That is not going to come as a surprise. Well, the 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 Ravens, their top sack artist this year, I believe was uh, Judon, the linebacker, the egg defender. Uh, he hit six sacks this year. The Colts had three guys, in, 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 yeah. including, excuse me, DeForest Buck, Buckner, with more than six sacks. So I, that that's, you know, it, my my under the surface I like it. where it's the Bills analysis. might have an advantage. Now I feel is, even better about Josh Allen. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Place them bet happily tonight, Ryan. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually noticed that the Bills, I think I'm going to take them too, not, not to get off track here with my addiction over talking my analysis here. Um, but the Bills have dropped and fan duel from two and a half to one and a half. And I'm already looking at that like. Oh, really? jump on it. Dive on that. Yeah, it's, really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's two and a half on my app. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the company because they haven't paid. They haven't paid for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, with all our dual... listenership here on the Bills Wire podcast, we can't, we can't yeah. get in that plug. Yes, yes, no, uh, dual Bills Mafia sports betting app that I just made up. <laughs> they dropped it uh, one point. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah. We'll give them the shameless plug there because, you know, they, they, they get it. If, if if they're given a line that that low, one and a half, I think we and have to I gotta, yeah. I got to say this. Shout out, you know, for only the only good thing that COVID's done for all the evil it's caused in this world. Um, Andrew Cuomo is now going to approve of sports, mobile sports gambling. Uh in the near future in New York state. So that's, that's, that's going to make my life a lot more convenient. That's, that's a win. That's a win. That's big, big news for, and Bill's, Bill's, uh, Bill's wire fans here, Bill's fans, everyone listening here, you might be able to place a little wager. And uh, when Josh Allen wins, you might literally win soon. Uh, there it is. You know, there's, so, there's yeah. nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. You know, it's as, as Nick said, I think he jokes. I don't think he's, I don't think you're really a degenerate gambler, Nick, but no, is, if very... you're, if you're, if you're putting up like, you know, like a $5 prop bet yeah, where like Nick Chubb has to score. I think the one I won with the Browns, I won like 50 bucks cause it was, uh, and I'll be honest, I put five bucks down on the Browns money line. Like total. This is why it was a total throwaway bet. I don't know how that won. <laughs> Browns money line. First off, Nick Chubb touchdown. Browns over like 21 points scored and Austin Hooper needed like 31 yards receiving. He had like 33 and at the end of the game. Chubb got that last touchdown and it was like 1130 and I like jumped out of like my bed lounging. And I was like, yes, I won $45. I was, I was so pumped at winning 50 bucks because, uh, 
because the reason why is because between the entire rest of the weekend, uh, that's like pretty much all I bet and lost. It's like 50 bucks. I could do a little <laughs> yeah. tiny, like, you know, exactly. a couple of games, like a game or two I'll do, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. Let's go to a prop bet mood. But this week, I think I, I, I this week, I think I'm going to go build out, right? You know, throw 10 bucks on there, you know, whatever. But it's fun. It makes it, it makes other games a little bit more interesting, you know. Right, there uh, it is. The high roller but, Nick Wotan. He's dropping 10 bucks yeah. on the game. There it is. Yeah. So. But yeah, it does make it more fun. You know, I like reading the lines and stuff. That's new for me. That's, you know, that's, you know, I started doing yoga over COVID at times. I kind of got, got over that phase and I turned into sports gambling. So we'll see <laughs> the next six months of COVID. What's it, what's it going to do to me? But hey, to answer your question, Ryan, yeah, the, the, the line play, the line play in the trenches. Now that we just are 10 minutes off that. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm leaving it all in there. Leave it. Yeah, leave it. People, post- give, them, give the people what they want. This is good postseason <laughs> podcasting right here. But yeah, so it, it, just to see if my uh, brother-in-law, Eric, is uh, still listening. Uh, I don't even, I know he listened to the first couple episodes. I don't know if he's been listening every week, but I, I texted him after that Colts game, and the only thing he texted back was, uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I think uh, Bill's, Bill's Mafia is enjoying themselves some playoff football, Nick. Uh, it's, uh, it's fun, but it's also a lot, right? It's a lot of emotion. It's an emotionally draining experience, and I expect nothing less against the Ravens. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely uh... – I mean, they're, they're just two, two good teams. I mean, uh, as you, you mentioned there, Ryan, we really agreed last week, going back to last week, that, you know, this Ravens team is a team that you don't want to face. And congrats, Bill, you're facing them. So. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't the first round, right? <laughs> we got yeah, we to push it to the second round. But, yeah, I was really hoping the Chiefs would uh, end up having to deal with the Ravens. But, again, the freaking Steelers snapped the football into the end zone to start the game against the Browns. So there that is. <laughs> so. I had, I was feeling some type of way when that happened. I was of course like, you were, yeah. Could, yeah. All your I was like, could it be, could it be all my winnings, all my 50 to my $5 bill that turned to a $50 bill? I was like, this is it. This is it. And how do you snap the ball over Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, I know Pouncey's a seasoned veteran and would, would kill me if you ever heard me say this, but how do you snap the ball over Big His nickname is Big Ben, and he has, like, the biggest head in the NFL. He's got it, <laughs> yeah, right? It, it like, couldn't at least hit him. <laughs> but no, I mean, watching Ben, watching Ben uh, chase after that fumble, Nick was uh, painful to watch. So <laughs> that was, I'll, I'll just yeah. say that. But here, let's, that was, yeah. I'll let you let I'll let you leave the Bills Wire podcast faithful with the final word. What, what's your final thought? Final word on the matchup? I don't want to, you know, put myself in a hole here. I don't want to jinx anything. I'm not going to. I think the Bills are going to be in the AFC Championship. I think they're going to win. Um, I think the home game is going to make a difference. Uh, you know, I think Bill's fans being there is going to make a difference. You didn't notice Philip Rivers a little bit there. He was, you know, I'm, agreed. Shout yes. out, shout out to the six thousand people that were there. They sounded close to seventy thousand. I don't know how, how the heck they do it on a normal filled stadium, but yeah, Bill Rivers was none too happy having to run around and scream at everyone to, to, to you know change things up out there. They did a good job there. Bill's mafia, not no sarcasm here. It was, uh, it's a good showing by them, and I think uh, I think that's going to make a difference. And um, you know, the Bills defense, they, they're, they're going to give me my worries. I feel like they're going to give us a heart attack a little bit again. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think Josh Allen has done done enough with uh, this star-studded crew around him of Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, Gabe, we, we didn't even mention Gabriel Davis and some of those catches he He's made awesome. on the sidelines last week. Wow. What, what a – I think the Bills are primed and ready to have their number two next year be, be him, um, you yeah. know. John Brown is getting up there in age, but, uh, you know, uh, I think the Bills are, 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 you know, they were stuck in the mud last week and they, they latched their horse to Josh Allen. I can see that uh, that happening again. So I'm, I'm, I am picking the Bills outright. If the Bills win by – the Bills will now win by one because I just said that I'm going to take that one and a half. But, but, That's how yeah. that works, yes. yes. Oh, 100%, 100%. So that's my last word. I'm saying Bills. Um, I, I picked against them 
uh, too many times <laughs> to, and, and they showed me what was up to, uh, yeah. Yeah. to do it again. So yeah, yeah. Bill, Bills Mafia, you got me on your side this week. I, I agree. I agree with basically everything you just said. I think the Bills are the better team and I think they're going to show it, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And I think Bills fans are, they were squirming in their seats, Nick, against the Colts. So they're going to be squirming in their seats again. So uh, I can't wait. Can't wait to come back next week and break it down. And we could be breaking down a Bills AFC championship game. And that would be so freaking fun. Ah, oh, I'm just here for it. So I hope that's the case, Nick. I hope that's the case. But in the meantime, everyone enjoy the ball game. And Nick and I will be back next week to break it all down. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.